How do you honor God? By doing everything to the glory of God. Not just not sinning, not just, okay, you don't steal from people, but by making good shoes. If we're going to talk about you were a new creation, that means everything has to change. Why does God not just, you know, bring people to heaven immediately after being saved? It's because there's stuff to do here. There's a point to all of this. And if we're Christians, we do it better, or at least in theory. But if we really apply the standard that's set in scripture, then we know that no one is good because no one is God. We serve a storyteller. We serve a, a God who has a perfect plan, a sovereign will for every moment of history. It's not about going into the world to make artists. It's about going into the world to make disciples. This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. I'm Mickey. I'm Carly. And we're the Relationship Podcast, Ryan and Alyssa Albee. Hello. And we are here for the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, the mega <laughs> crossover. The mega crossover. Don't get that it's before your I don't time. Either, Carly. <laughs> what? Oh, you guys are young. Okay. Um, it is the mega crossover. We never knew we wanted until Alyssa suggested it. And it was like, oh, yeah, this would be you great. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, yeah, we have our, our podcast, Christian Artist, and Ellison and Ryan have their podcast, The Relationship Podcast. Uh, yes, and, and I if you're wondering the... who came up with that title, there you go. my husband there did. You go. There you go. <laughs> Yours truly, yes. I mean, it's, um, it, there he's a go. very punny person. So. I'm not even a dad yet. I know. Can <laughs> my, you imagine son, how bad it's going to be when he is a dad? Oh, my goodness. We're practicing, right? You, you just practice for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to gotta be prepared. Um, and not to toot my own horn or anything, but I did the music for the relationship podcast and I had a lot of fun making the music for it. So, um, yes, we were, no, we were going to point that out in case it didn't come up because mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. We love it. I we just, love our yeah. intro and outro. It's every single time I edit, I'm just like, do, 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 but yeah, it's great. It's I fun. love it. It's fun. Um, uh, I've made podcast intros for like four of my friends now and i've enjoyed it every single time I'm, i need to come up with one for carly's new podcast that they haven't started yet mainly because i haven't come up with the music yet so so hey help no, out our good friends patreon.com <laughs> mickey we should make our own podcast and do our own music for it yeah <laughs> we don't need caleb too bad neither of you are musically talented Connor <laughs> oh, plays the cajon fired <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm being this savage and arrogant today, but apparently that's what I'm that's what I mean. I think it's just me. I think I just bring that terrible side out of you, Caleb. You kind of do. Wasn't Caleb? He didn't do it. It was Alyssa. No, no. Just, first, you blame your fiance on mm-hmm. something, and now me. Wow, I see what it is. Yep. Yep. No, we we have interesting times um, doing role playing games together, and we get savage. Alyssa and I do. We get savage. We really do. It's great. It's a great brother sister relationship. It is. It is. Yeah. I do hear them yelling through multiple rooms away. <laughs> what? Why would you do that? Like, <laughs> I hate <laughs> you, Caleb. <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it, Caleb. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, we're here. We're we're not here to just randomly talk about things. We're here to talk about a particular topic uh, that is 
well, I was going to say near and dear to our hearts, which I guess it's true, but like it's it's relevant <laughs> given the fact that all of us are in relationships with each other, right? So um, Connor and Mickey are newly married. No, no, no. I, I know. I'm going to explain now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Connor and Mickey are newly what married. The- Carly and I are engaged. And Alyssa and Ryan have been in a relationship for like 10 years. So, and they're they're married 11, for 11. How long have you guys been married then? The 10 earlier. Uh, oh, a little over four. A little over four. There you go. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about relationships oh nice plug plug. yeah and i think i think the title for this at least for us is was going to be like like godly godly relationships or something like that um maybe the one about godly relationships yeah i I tend to be called the timmy jimmy power hour (laughs) right (laughs) yeah that's what it really should be called the timmy jimmy Mm -hmm. power hour and just really confuse it'll very yeah it'll confuse everybody but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, the reason we're trying to talk about this is because Alyssa and Ryan, that's their whole podcast. And uh, obviously, us and the Christian artist, we tend to talk about art and Christianity and where it intersects, but uh, intersects, but also we end, end up talking about just theology topics in general. So um, this is always a always something we can come back to. We did an episode on this a year ago. Um, yes, and you all were in very different places. Very different relationship places. It was right before Connor and Mickey started dating. Uh, Carly and I weren't even thinking of dating whatsoever uh, at that point. Um, you muted Carly if you're trying to say anything, by the way. Um, but um, yeah, I so I think it's about time to have another conversation about relationships i'm just gonna say that like Gosh, the entire how many time times is that gonna happen today i'm just wow all right. every time i'm glad someone appreciates my uh title is mm-hmm. all of that i uh, so appreciate the title if i didn't i wouldn't have let you have it <laughs> i'll have it because you allowed me to have it <laughs> no i really do like the title i really do um, so yeah, I think I really wanted to ask you mm-hmm. guys, like, what does it mean? Like, cause we, we feel like we have a pretty good definition of what it is to be in a godly relationship and what that looks like. I'm curious what you guys think about that. Cause sometimes I think it looks different from person to person, um, and couple to couple actually, but, yeah. um, how they define that. Yeah. Yeah. Off the top of their heads. Uh, Connor, you, Connor, Mickey, you want to take a like stab at that first? <laughs> <laughs> so the question would be what does it look like to be in a godly relationship yeah how specific do you want me to get as specific as you want bro <laughs> yeah, whatever you need to get it across um i would say it should be two people that are uh a man and a woman yes. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, be, let's be a little bit more specific yes. uh yes um uh, a man and a woman who are uh, committed to each other and are, more importantly, committed to uh, serving God and to both accept the roles they were given in Scripture and seek to obey those roles um, as much as possible, even when it's... Uh, seems like it would be easier or better to do it differently but still to to say uh god, this is what god knows best tells us that uh, yeah god knows best this is what scripture tells us we should live and uh 
I would say on top of that, uh, you're in a godly relationship to be able to minister to the people around you since you are being strengthened by each other. Um, you have a better ability and capability to be able to um, be hospitable, um, to be able to minister to other people's lives, and then obviously as well um, for those who are uh, blessed and be able to um, have children, then also raising your children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I would say all those things would fall under the category of a godly relationship, but n- but but then again, not all godly relationships are at that point or are able to be at that point. Biblically, obviously, if you aren't married yet and you're in a relationship, you should not be having children. Um, what? Uh, there is an order to things. What's that? There is an order to things. Yeah, there's an order to things. And something comes before children as well that also should not be done before marriage. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with Connor's definition. I was going to say, wow. and uh, yeah, emoji claps all around. Yeah, I mean, Carly, do you have any thoughts on? I can add two, but um, I don't think I any additions. Really Tara, yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> Hi, Tara. Yeah, she likes looking out the window. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd add anything necessarily, except just to be like, yeah, like obviously, as you said, Connor, right? There's there's phases to this, so obviously that what your description is descriptive of a godly marriage, but obviously a godly relationship. There are stages to lead up to that, um, and uh, there's also stuff to be talked about in that phase of a godly relationship as well. So, so speaking of mm-hmm. phases, so I mean, Connor described a godly marriage what mm-hmm. what do you what do you and carly feel like a godly engagement looks like godly godly um engagement looks like yeah yeah for you guys and how you guys have kept god you know mm-hmm. in the center mm-hmm. of that relationship um yeah i think a lot of it has to do with um preparation for the stuff that connor has connor <laughs> specified right like obviously there are some of it that we can do right like the just being um don't give, don't give that smirk, Mickey. Uh, what I, you know what I mean? Like, like where we can minister together, right? Like, uh, you know, we're, we're yeah. working together to um, try to attempt to begin to meld our lives together to, um, to synchronize and, and um, uh, be dependent upon each other um, instead of doing our own things. And then maybe just meeting up every once in a while to get coffee. Rather, you know, we're we're seeking to actively mold our meld our lives together, and and in in preparation for marriage, and and f- figuring out what that will look like, and how we can walk into that the best that we can, in the most godly way that we can, um, while um, you know, obviously, just um, serving God and others in uh, any capacity we can in our current stage of relationship and preparation for moving to the next phase. Um, so, something I would add as, mm-hmm. as well. And I would say, uh, it would depend on the circumstances of the, the quote unquote phase or whatever. Yeah. But I think, I think for engagement as well, you know, um, uh, but especially for marriage, you are worshiping together yeah. and you are mm-hmm. learning together mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. things, you know, um, yeah. for, for Mickey and I, we do family worship every day and, um, go through, uh, a passage of scripture and, and read it. And, and, um, we, uh, have been 
somewhat forgetful mostly on my my bad uh of praying together as well but um just so that that's specified as well that you're obviously living the christian life together as well and you don't continue to have you know mickey's off reading her bible by herself and i'm off reading my bible by myself and we learn separate things and Mm -hmm. we you know are not communicating those those things to each other. Obviously, you you meld that part of your life as well, and I think that was, is worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not uh, to say that you never read your Bible by yourself, but that yeah, mm-hmm. as you said, right? Like your constantly communication, oh, no. like <laughs> I know that you're that's con- not allowed in this house. No. <laughs> <laughs> that like there's a, there's a constant flow of communication back and forth of like learning together and growing together, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure. And definitely right. going to the same church helps with that. Um, yeah. Specifically, in, I mean, when you're when you're in a phase of relationship that's not marriage, obviously you yeah. would be. I would hope you would be going yes. to the same church if you're married. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that is. That is you have bag. to go to the same <laughs> church if you're married. Well, we didn't. Well, we yeah. didn't the first oh, year really? of marriage. Oh, but really? We, we always had a plan though to like we would that that was always temporary because we mm-hmm. knew the importance of going to the same church. But he was working for New Hope. Right. Okay. Um, one of our churches church, yeah. and I was volunteering at another church and I was like, I'm not leaving my junior high kids. Like, mm. I'm sorry, that's just not happening. And I know that you're only going to be at that church job for a couple months, maybe a year max. So I I'm sorry. Like I I'm not leaving my kids like, so that way I can sit in the pews next to you. I, I, I have my ministry I'm doing. And so he understood that. And we mm-hmm. both understood that. And we talked about that ahead of time. That was that was pretty rough though doing that. I wouldn't say it was rough to be honest because I mean we still went we still made every effort to still go to church together. So like if there was a Sunday mm-hmm. night service, we would do that instead. Sure. Or we would watch the sermon together online or you know things mm-hmm. like that. So we made right. it work. It wasn't ideal and I don't recommend it to anybody. Not a permanent thing. <laughs> Not a yeah. permanent thing by any means, but that was something that we did do. And as long as you're open and communicate and you have a game plan, I, you know, I think the temporary is okay, right? Because mm-hmm. like Carly and Caleb, obviously you guys couldn't go to the same church because yeah. you were long distance you were long for the longest yeah. time, mm-hmm. but you had a game plan, right? Yeah. And that's the important thing there. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Or eventually you made the game plan, I yeah. guess I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think we have a much more simplified version of what a godly relationship right. is. And I, um, yeah. Especially I with you guys do. having that podcast, I'm sure you, you've spent a lot of time refining the, yeah. Yeah, it's we, and you can add on to it if you want. Oh, I know yeah. I'm talking a lot, but uh, okay. I just think that a godly relationship is when you put Christ at the center of your relationship. Right. And that's the bottom line right there. Yeah. And then the other things, the fruit of the spirit and the ministry things and praying together and reading scripture and doing those things, um, creating a godly household that follow that flows from putting God at the center of your relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't think that a godly relationship is putting God first, which I know that's a controversial statement, but when you put God first, it's easy to um, not let him be a part of the other aspects of your life. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I always say that God should be at the center where everything else stems from that center if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's a really good way of explaining that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just how I've always explained it. And it's not it, to say that God isn't first in specific mm-hmm. manners. It's right. just, of course, I think a lot of the yeah. time when people say God 
first or just anything first there's a certain context in which that can be taken to mean yeah like i'm sorry honey i have to do my own personal study time before i can send any time yeah. with you and that's obviously a problem exactly. yeah yeah or, and that was a problem of operations thing you know god is first and then i deal with my wife seconds and then, <laughs> yeah. or, or specifically and i think this is really important to bring up it when you're in like legitimate like full-time pastoral ministry like mm-hmm. saying god first for most pastors, if you if they're saying that, what the, what they're meaning is, I'm sorry, family, I'm going to ignore yeah, yeah. you in yeah. in favor of the ministry that's obviously more important than you are, which is yeah. not reality, the right way. When in scripture of... actually calls pastors to minister to their family first, exactly. Right. Yeah, yep. <laughs> if their household isn't in order, then yep. they have no right. To <laughs> yep. There you go. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a there's one of the quote, qualifications for a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, so um, at work right now, I, 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 so I edit audiobooks for a living, basically. Um, but the the quote that from a book that I just read called Standing in the Promises, which is about like um, uh, raising godly children and how to how to do that. Um, one of the quotes that he has, and he has a section on um, what you just talked about there. And I wrote this down. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, the biblically the biblical proving ground for elders is in the home, not graduate school. Um, and then yeah. there was another one, but yeah, like right, he talked about that a lot of, um, like the, um, the 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 whole idea, right, of, um, pastors can be good pastors while being horrible fathers is not true. Right. Yeah. Like if, if you're if you are not being a good father, then you have disqualified yourself already from being a good pastor, because that's one of the qualifications of being a good pastor. Yes. So right. I, I have and this is kind of off topic as well. But I've always said if I if I was ever a pastor elder at a church and Mickey and I had children and one of our uh, children ended up like, I don't know, let's say we have a 15 year old that leaves the home and uh like start sleeping around with a bunch of guys we're stepping down of ministry there's there's no way that the church should be the church should not trust me to take care of the flock if my child is in open rebellion and sin i should just step down and obviously it's not like okay your child sins once and that's considered like open rebellion or whatever but if you're if 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 your children are in unrepentant sin you you should not be trusted with ministry and that should be one of the qualifications of pastor eldership and yeah that's completely off topic 100 off topic <laughs> yeah i think we strayed about like three tiers away from what you're talking about at yeah. this point but <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean what so from so i guess uh, listen ryan like further just going off of what you're just saying can, can you tell us more about like what your thoughts are then on like the way that practically looks like um, having a godly relationship using that definition as the jumping off point. Okay. Um, let's see. So like having God first in our, our relationship. We're at the center. Um, yeah. The center. center. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did already mess it up. Great. I'm up to a virtual. That's why I let you do the talking, Dave. Um, no, for the way I see it is that um, we are both, each of us on our own are responsible for our relationship with God and also together. Like I'm always going to try and keep her accountable. Like, mm-hmm. especially the Bible reading thing. That was like a thing I used oh to butt gosh. on. <laughs> I used to butt her on and like getting her to like read her Bible every day. Um, you know, things like that. Like we both have our own responsibility to be connected with God, but then we also 
try to keep the other person accountable as well. And I think, cause it, it's really a triangle, like, you know, just like the Holy spirit, you know, they, they're all interconnected and they all um, kind of keep each other checks and balance kind of way. Um, so I, guess, I think it's challenging each other right? yeah. in some ways. Like, you know, I remember specifically one time coming to you like after a day and I was like, Hey, like I've been thinking like, I would love it if you like let us in prayer more often before we go to bed. And oh, yeah. that's something that I challenged you with and haven't been the greatest in following up with it, but I also haven't been the yeah. best in following up with that challenge as well. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think that's something, you know, just being real, relationship right it's about you know not only getting those convictions from god and sharing them with your spouse but then making sure that you don't just let the let convictions die i think that's something that's huge and something that is a key to a godly relationship um because yeah we've seen god move in big ways just when like uh, there's like something tugging in my heart and i just thought it was something small i like bring it up with her yeah and then she's like no way like exact same thing but i didn't think anything of it but because you're bringing it up i'm like i know this is something that we need to do and like we do it and then god moves in some big way it's like yeah like that just recently yeah really recently Um, happened but mm -hmm. but i think the other big thing too like just a practical thing is making sure to confess to one another often um you know like the devil wants to put a wedge between you because this is the closest relationship you have it's the closest relationship you could have to like another uh, human being ever you know like and it's it's (laughs) you know i don't know how to you know like yeah duh but it's just kind of like you know he like satan hates godly relationships he hates them and so anything he can do to put a wedge between you two he will do whether it's you know um just a thought that popped into your mind like a negative thought about your spouse or um mm-hmm. i don't know or even like well something i've seen happen and we've even kind of had to talk about this all the times like even just joking around with each other mm-hmm. and yeah. like in bad ways like oh, oh we should probably just get divorced or whatever you know like that, that joke <laughs> don't right. do that yeah, yeah, we don't, don't joke do that. about that Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. No, don't joke about that <laughs> but it could still it could still come up because you, you know you think it's funny in the moment but like you really don't think about it at, over time yeah. it yeah. could just snowball mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so we got out of that habit mm-hmm. um pretty quickly i would say once we got married and it was you know definitely better yeah die with a boomer humor humor whatever yeah um so yeah i think confessing i think that's something that's that's huge and that's a practical thing you can do to keep god at the center of your marriage get satan out of here we don't want him don't be afraid yeah like rub the other person the wrong way because you're really just trying to get them to grow in their relationship with christ and there's nothing there's no harm in that like you're never going to lead anybody wrong by pushing them towards christ right, <laughs> right. you know <laughs> right yeah even yeah. though in a lot of cases i'm sure it like feels uncomfortable and oh, it's, it's way out of comfort zone and stuff <laughs> like that but obviously even if like it it initially starts off as like a sort of thing where it's like you know, you know like you said Alyssa, right I, you know I'd, I'd really like if you let us in prayer more like you know uh before bed or whatever like ryan could take that as like you know, oh, wait a second, are you saying that I'm not being the godly leader in this relationship, right? Like there yeah. could be a, yeah, whole, that, a whole host of things that could negative, negatively that could come from that. But when you, when it's all said and done, it's better to say those sorts of things. It's better to actually have those conversations because at the end of the day, even if there is some sort of like hurt feeling, it, yes, you should, we should be doing that, right? Yeah, um, right. 
So, because you, you have to ask yourself, like, why am I being defensive in this right, moment? Right, what, what exactly. Is, what am I defending against? That sin, you know, like, yeah, that's something you have to kind of like ask yourself. Yeah. Self awareness. And then I think the second part to that, after confessing, is forgive often. Forgive. Mm every day because yeah. Yeah. you know that's what cracks that's this is why we have so oh, I thought much you're the one to say that no but i like no seriously because i like i have to ask for your forgiveness i feel like all the time yeah well likewise <laughs> well exactly see exactly yeah. it's a two-way like, street it's just one of those things where you know and that was actually something that i still remember this when we got married and we were standing at the altar he said okay here we're gonna do a practice session of something real quick here we go repeat after me i'm sorry and we had to say that we had to look each other in the eye and on the altar and say i'm sorry mm-hmm. and you know but that always stood out to me though that mm-hmm. that's something that i think you know christ calls us to right 77 times seven times yeah um, and that's never more prevalent than in a marriage when yeah. the person literally sometimes disappoints you every day, <laughs> every <laughs> hour, what? Yeah. every hour, not every day, of I, course, like that's, you know, that's not, a, that's probably not healthy, <laughs> but you know, like at some point or another, like people disappoint you mm-hmm. and especially the people closest to you will eventually disappoint you. Yeah. That's just reality. Just, just by we virtue get disappointed of with God right yeah. with perfection imagine how much more disappointed you're going to be with imperfection yeah, like an right? actual right. sinful human being yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah just a thought connor and mickey so you, you, you look like you have thoughts and things you want to say yeah well to be honest i was going to make a joke I rip mean, the enchiladas oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, she gave me a pointed look about, uh, when you said disappointment. No. So, uh, we, we brought some uh, um, food home really good uh, last night that uh, her mom made for us. And, really good enchiladas. Uh, they were in a plastic bag, so I set them down on the counter. And then I like went to grab more stuff out of the car. So then when I came back into the kitchen, the, it wasn't like a they clear were plastic bag. So in this it was plastic like, bag? So, so in my head, I like, looked around, like anything else I need to put away? but I didn't like see any food because the food was like wrapped in a plastic bag. So I left the food out overnight. So I like, we like oh. came out to make my lunch this morning before yeah. like clinical. And I was, and Connor was like, making no. And I was like, what? He's like, no. <laughs> That's when you just eat it anyway. We just eat it up. Not. Yeah. Okay. Hold just on. Up. No, what happened get food was. Poisoning? We, we, we <laughs> Googled it. We googled just it and a night. I read two contrary. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, we two people fighting on like Reddit or something about whether or not you could eat it. <laughs> yeah, so well, what we agreed on yeah. was I ate it. So if I get food poisoning, Connor's gonna take care of me. Yeah. So we both don't have food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Compromise. Compromise. That's the other thing. There you go. Yeah. 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 So, but no. But I, the joke that I was gonna make is you're talking about, you know, forgive. 77 times seven times and i was like yeah mickey and i are up to 200 so in about a year we'll we all just stop forgiving each you'll other. you'll run out of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> <All good>. mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway 200 that's nowhere close to 77 times seven oh, i'm planning on I know, yeah yeah, yeah carly carly pointed out, the verse is technically seven times 70 times but oh, it's all right. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> really? I thought it was Semantics. 77. Semantics. Am I reading? Really? 
It's I've been the, saying yeah, seven, 77 seven like my whole 70. life. Yeah. And nobody's corrected me. All, all of the time. Haven't you heard that song, Alyssa? Seven times, 70 times. That's exactly times. what I had in my head. Yeah. Do what I can to make it right. Don't know that no. song. Do what it takes no, to really. make it right, I thought. Yeah, I think. Who's the right. artist of that? Wait, have I heard uh, that? Let me look it up. I'm going to say, if it, if it ain't on K-Love, I probably don't know it. <laughs> By Chris August. Oh, Okay. <laughs> it's, like, a, it's actually a really good song. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I Chris August. That was, that's older. That's older stuff. Yep. Yeah. It's about like a bad family situation and he's like goes back to his childhood home and learns to forgive. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Now that I've been correct mm-hmm. corrected to 70 times 7 times. Yeah. Not that that's to be taken literally, but no, it's no, just no, no. to be com- completion, which is yes, until it's needed. Really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I think another important thing to to mention with relationships too is that, um, um, and something that um, Caleb and I's parents taught us a lot about. It's just like, or or I shouldn't say taught us a lot about, but like reminded us a lot um, of just like when when you get married, you're a team, and you two are always going to, you know, make sure that you're on each other's side and um, that whether it's like parents or like church or whatever, if, right, like, you know, like people in-laws. are getting in the way of or yeah. Yeah, in-laws and yeah. just also situations like that, or even with the kids, you know, uh, mom and dad are on the same side and we don't take sides with the kids and mm-hmm. we are going to be like, well, I think Cindy's right. Well, I think Johnny's right. Yeah. And, you know, um, those types of things is, you know, if you're, uh, in a, uh, committed vowed before God relationship with somebody, you know, you're always going to be on their side in terms of, you know, if we disagree, we're not going to, argue in public or in front of other people during the conflict, we're going to go and figure out, okay, let's figure this out on our own first. What is, what is right? What should we do here before we, you know, take it elsewhere so that yeah. we agree, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you're, we're making you're, this you're, you have a united front against whatever the problem is. Yeah. yeah. That was something Ryan and I had to learn this year with our host's oh, yeah. daughter. Um, mm. And the problem was, is that our house, there's no privacy. So there's nowhere to have a private conversation because everything (laughs) echoes. So that was really hard for us to learn. Like we knew that, you know, like, oh yeah, of course we want to agree on everything. But like, (laughs) then we, but we couldn't talk about it because Mm -hmm. she was literally like, she could literally hear us talking (laughs) right next door. So it was, that was a little challenging. You know, that was, that was challenging. Like that's something that's really difficult, but I agree. Like it's so necessary. Mm -hmm. And you guys, honestly, like a part of me is a little jealous. You guys have had such a good example growing up. Like your parents are incredible. And that's something that like really cherish that because like, and I know you do, but like I, neither of us have that in our, you know, like his parents are still together. Mine are divorced, but neither of our parents are really like, I would consider them like have a godly marriage. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I desire to set an example of for our kids. Mm -hmm. And there's something a little bit, I want to butt up a little bit on on your comment about the uh, arguing in private. I don't know if you need to do it all the time, but I'm definitely like bigger topics. Yes. But I think it's also healthy for people to see how to actually have a disagreement and how to work through it. Oh, because yeah, yeah, like a lot of people just, 
hide from these things like they don't right. happen. And it's like, no, these right. things do happen. You just have right. to know how to like approach that and right. how to like come to that person with grace about it. Like, yeah. all right, we disagree on this right now. Let's just put it out there and kind of like determine why you might think right. it the other way. And and the thing is you ha- both have to be like good at conflict for that <laughs> yes. to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what you don't want to do is pretend that you're not angry at each other or pretend <laughs> yeah. that, Oh, yeah. mommy and daddy agree, you know, <laughs> and, and have to put up a, a yeah. <laughs> just like that. That's exactly yeah. you know, you, you, you want to be able to say, you know, we are going to argue about things, but, but I, I just mean in terms of like, if there is a problem that is being posed and, and like you said, just like a, 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 there's a big issue, you know, um, you, you always want to be, to agree together against that problem mm-hmm. rather than letting, exactly. letting the problem divide you two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, I think that's something that my, my dad like does, um, uh, marriage ceremonies. He's done lots of them now. So I've heard this like a, a bajillion times. Um, but he, you know, one of the things he mentions is like, um, you know, it won't be, you know, uh, you know, for example, our friends Jared and Jerrica, right? It won't be Jared and Jerrica against the world, or it won't be Jared and Jerrica against each other. It will be Jared and Jerrica together against the world, um, right? And they'll be they won't be facing each other with their weapons. They'll be they'll be back to back facing outward with their weapons, right? Like you know, uh, ready to face whatever uh, life is going to throw at them. Um, Dad even drew a painting for our wedding. Did, oh, oh! He pretended to draw. A <laughs> he he described the painting. Right, I remember this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just the quizzical look on your face of like I, don't I was like, this. I do not remember. I was this. there and I don't remember that at all. Drew a painting bothered me. Drew a painting. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Carly. But if your dad was to do that, that is what he would do. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, as, as you were just saying there, Alyssa, I think it is so, it's been really cool. I know it has been for Connor Mickey too, but for me and Carly, um, to just be able to be like, wow, I feel like we have such a leg up on this, right? Like we're not going into this blind, obviously it's marriage is going to be hard and whatever, you know, of course it is. Um, but like we've had so many people both in our lot, in our lives personally, and just, you know, lots of, you know, teaching and books and whatever that we've been able to you know, digest about this topic that, you know, we, we, I'm sure Connor Mickey felt like this and still feel like this. And and Carly and I do too, right. That we feel like so blessed to be able to just have a leg leg up on this thing and be like, all right, we're, we're trying to set up a bunch of game plans before we even get married. Carly and I are, you know, trying to make sure that we have all of our ducks in a row, all the boxes checked that we're going to start this as on a good as foot as possible, even though, course it's going to be hard and right away we're going to fi- find things that we didn't even think of but we're going to try right as much as we can um and you're we never were together for seven years and we still like mo- living together like at connor and mickey i'm sure you can attest to this but living together is just like a whole new like phase it's just mm-hmm. like whoa i didn't know that was that big of a deal okay <laughs> we'll deal with that and we'll figure this no. out Mm-hmm. I don't know. Connor and I have found living together very like, I don't know, at least I have like yeah. easy and like yeah. better. Better. Yeah. For sure. But like. And, and just in the sense of like, we don't have to worry about other people now. 
we can just be <laughs> ourselves in in our house and do our own thing. I think that. But was I mean, like in terms blessing. of like getting like irritated with how the other person like lives. Yeah, I guess. Leaves I guess their we toothbrush just out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't really. But Wait, I mean, I can't but, use your. We're also very. <laughs> <laughs> I have no qualms sharing toothbrushes with people. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> well, Maddie and Connor, actually, I have no qualms sharing the toothbrush with two people. <laughs> we digress um, but uh i i think for us it was more of a but well i guess i guess i guess for us it's definitely a thing of you know we don't get irritated about those little things like that as much as i think other people do because like yeah. when you when you tell me hey why did you do this or you especially with the, the water on the counter Whenever I do dishes, we have a we have a jank <laughs> sink that just like sprays water on both sides of the sink, yeah. and like our sink is like like our counter is like camouflaged with water, so you like can't tell until <laughs> so you like go to set something down there, and you're like, this is literally like a puddle. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll make lots of puddles on the counter, but Mickey will just be like, "Don't do this," and I'll be like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be like, "Oh, I didn't even notice." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like everything yeah, and, is wet. And, and really, those are the little things that I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah, you know. And honestly, for us, it was like after about one month, we were like, okay, cool, like whatever. Like we we've, yeah. we learned to deal with those little idiosyncrasies. But um, yeah, I mean, but still, even at the beginning, you're like, okay, like okay, cool. And, and like, honestly, so one of the bit. things I think is really important about th- what you're just saying right there is so our culture has a very very weird view of self name anything in your life. I mean, yes true <laughs> but, but like of of a self and dependency slash independence yeah. um yeah. right like uh, the the ideal for our culture is you have to spend at least until you're 25 finding yourself and yeah. then only then can you even think about you know like being with another person and like settling down whereas you know when when connor and mickey you know get married young and they're just like i don't i mean we didn't we didn't have to be independent for six years and get used yeah. to our own yeah. personal thing and we can just do it together and be like this is our i was independent you know. at the age of 17 <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but do you know what I, i'm saying right like yeah and i feel like that's even like i'm i'm so grateful like for that because like i think it's easier to like meld to one another while yes. you're still like so malleable yeah. and like that's a good point yeah like yeah, yeah. It, it would it would like if you would have if i would have lived on my own yeah for a long time I, yeah i guess i guess for me i went from a weird roommate situation to immediately like being like oh <laughs> and then we and, but, but really right after we got married we lived with jared and jerica for like three months mm-hmm. so even then it was like you know we're we're hanging out and kind of trying to you know do nice things for them and stuff like that yeah. so we're not being a burden and that kind of a thing yeah and then when we got our own place it was mm-hmm. like nobody's here like <laughs> 
you know, I can put this wherever I want. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you, we lived with his at his parents' house and they didn't even like live there most of the time. They would only pop in maybe like once a month. And that was still hard because it's like it wasn't your own space. Yeah. Like literally all of our honeymoon gifts sat in a corner for like a whole year. And it was the most depressing thing in my life. (laughs) But the pants are so pretty. First world problems right there. I know. (laughs) But it did. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, but yeah, She's like, right. yeah, but it was still sad. <laughs> but, but but right, like I think that is super super cool. Just for me, so I I'm I'm 25 now, and I only this year started living on my own. Um, right, like obviously I, I was living. With, I'm still only lived with other people. Like I've never lived right. just by myself, and I never will. Um, you know, I guess unless Carly dies at some point later on when we're really old. I don't know. If Carly dies first, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, Caleb, let's be real. You're going to die way quicker than this girl. Probably true. But that's what I just said. If it was like, if it was before... That's what I kept telling. Like, I don't know. Never mind. This is well, the kids a kill rabbit you. trail. Never mind. <laughs> but but what I'm right. What I'm saying is, I yeah. I feel I feel blessed, honestly, personally, um, because I could have made an issue. So I when I was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, I was starting to get really ticked of just living with my parents. I was like wanting my own space. I was just like, I don't like this. And then I got over it. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? It's fine. I have to learn how to be with another human being still as a person, as an adult that has their own response on the own um, independence and I can do what I want, but also I'm living with other people and I, ha- I have to be courteous, courteous to them and, and loving to them because we are living in the same space and it's still their house. Um, and I, there were so many good years of just stuff that I learned because I didn't decide to do the the teenager you know right out of high school thing and be like i want to live on my own because i need independence (laughs) instead i just got over myself and i i learned how to live with other people and and get over myself and just not be angry with people for doing stuff that really i shouldn't be angry about and i i feel so blessed to have had those many years of having to deal with those sorts of conflicts because i feel way more prepared now to go into a marriage relationship knowing that i have the tools even if i don't use them right uh, you know there are obviously going to be situations where i won't but i have the tools i know i i do i have the tools necessary to solve those sorts of conflicts um so i think i think uh i think for for um mickey and i i think maybe also one of the biggest things for i think why we didn't have as much of a problem with that is just like we had that expectation of we're going to hate certain things about each other's like house lifestyle you know and for instance the dishes thing and uh the what the dishes thing and the water on the counter oh. and uh mickey likes plants and i don't like plants <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of plants <laughs> you know but uh you know that that's that's one we're still we're mickey still you keep your plants he doesn't <laughs> like you. my books you keep your plants <laughs> thank you how are your compromises have your compromises that's right <laughs> so so i think just as a point of like, you know, uh, advice or wisdom for our listeners, if there are any out there, but, um, we have a uh, few. Oh, cool. Awesome. But, uh, I would one of say them is me on my phone. <laughs> one of them is Carly's mom. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Hi, Mama Pinch. Hi, Mama Pinch. Oh. Mom, we're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, one of the points of advice I would say is just like have that expectation since since you've just heard it from two couples right now of like, yeah, there were things that we were like, oh, you do that. You know, it'd be it's it's a good to have that expectation going into it is you will have to figure out how to live with each other. But I think we're also just very easygoing with stuff like that. Maybe. You guys are pretty easygoing people in those sorts of areas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And just remember, I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We're all just a bunch of sinners. <laughs> Amen. Um, uh, so Mama Pinch said, hello, you are all so wise. Smiley face. Oh, oh, thanks. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate it. I'm looking forward to meeting you at the wedding. <laughs> Wait, who, I'm looking forward to meeting all y'all at the wedding. Let's be real, actually. It's true. It's the first time I actually met you all. It's very cool. Yeah. You, you knew you who I was, Caleb, right? Oh, man, okay, I should say you. What wedding? My uh, my wedding. <laughs> wedding. I no. think I'm talking about no. your wedding, our wedding, our wedding. Only yeah. there two. <laughs> you will be there, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I'm like I this guess. tonight. <laughs> it's me, I swear. I, I think it's I, Alyssa. <laughs> I have such a negative effect on Caleb, and like it's kind of concerning. Don't, don't let him. Don't let him put you down like that. He is just a negative person sometimes. He's trying to pin it on you. Ooh. Thank you, Connor. That's all I've ever wanted to hear. How dare you? <laughs> I like oh, to I... think that I'm a good big sister figure, but sometimes I think I have a bad influence. You're you're the fun big sister. <laughs> but wow, but, that's the greatest compliment I've ever. But received. you also are great at heart to heart chats. So thank you. Yeah. She is. Thank you. This is so. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something. <laughs> Sorry, that air. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Or the COVID? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, do, I mean, do we have another jumping point off of that? Um, yeah, about... yeah, I, I have yeah, one. Go ahead. Um, I remember um, listening to Todd Friel, the uh, Russian TV, one time, and uh, yeah, one of one of his cameramen is like. Um, uh, just this really cool guy that like he has do little, little bits with him sometimes. And um, so he, he called him over one time and he was like one of the cameramen. So he just like rings his camera over. Yeah. And he's just like, Hey, um, and, and uh, he, he was talking about like, Oh, so like you got, you got uh, married recently or whatever. And he was like, yeah. And man, I thought I was a good Christian and I thought I was pretty sanctified <laughs> and I got married and I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> And I think yeah. that was also uh, a really good thing for us to both kind of like have in our heads going into it as well. Just the humble attitude of, you know, we might think we're pretty great, but once we live with another person and get on their nerves constantly and or I shouldn't say constantly, yeah. but but had the potential start, to get on your nerves, constantly. Had the potential to get on yeah. the nerves of the person that you live with, you know, your your bad side will come out, especially if you're in the same space with somebody all the time their their bad side is going to come out and when they get irritated about things or when we're tired you know we're going to argue and just kind of realize that you know even even if you are feeling pretty good going into marriage you know your sanctification is not over and yeah. you are going to start a process all over again kind of in a, a different way because now somebody sees everything you do yeah. and is way better at exposing you for it. <laughs> and I think yeah. what you're also trying to say is next to perfection, you always look just so dirty and a lot of things <laughs> yeah. wrong. 
And like that's how we always kind of think of, think of our other, you know, significant others and things like that. So. Wait, what? I don't think I got that. No, no. Ryan was trying, was making like a joke about like, um, you know, your significant other. You you view them as on such a pedestal, and then you're like, oh, I'm such oh. such a sinner and oh, I'm result. So unworthy. Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, but no, that is true though. Sometimes, yeah. like yes. with you know, and you can't do that because you can't also be like, I'm such a great spouse. Like I'm amazing. Like they're so lucky to have me. But you also shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, like they're just like the best, and I'm just terrible. Like because then yeah. you're putting down the body, right? You're putting down like the unity there yeah um, can't be it's got to be equal yeah so gotta actually, be a team. going off of that so there's a, there's a guy i follow on twitter called michael foster um i say called named michael foster um <laughs> and he talks about he talks about like um uh, gender and masculinity mostly like talking to men um but talks about a lot about marriage and he one of the things that he he says that i was i just didn't think about at first and has really just kind of started rewiring the way that i think about things he was like um, you know, he said, my wife isn't my better half. He said, my wife is my feminine half, but like, mm. she's, she's not better. Like, I, like what, what, what good does that do anyone to say, you know, you're my better half? No, no, we're, we're both sinners. We're both equally, you know, sanctified, but also sinners, you know, have the, still have the old man if we're Christians. Um, but there is a difference. Like we are two halves of a whole, but I'm, you know, she's the feminine, feminine half. I'm the masculine half. Neither of us is better than the other. And then also just he, one of his tweets was like, um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't marry up and she didn't marry up. We, we both married equals, right? Like we're, we're not one of us is not, you know, because, and then it gets into this kind of like self-deprecatory language that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of men usually do this too because they feel like they have to or like it's endearing. Yeah. Um, but it really, well, I think, I think it's the it's trying to appease to the feminist culture of yes. you know, um, we're we're trying to empower women and make up for lost time with the women race, and so <laughs> men have race? to have to insult themselves Not more. Sure. <laughs> I think he, he was intentionally making that joke. Oh yeah, no, yeah. obviously. Yeah, no, I, please don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> please don't quote. Sound bad right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, 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 but you're right, right, yeah. Connor? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I, I definitely, Connor. I think you're totally right. Like, I think mm -hmm. that we've we as a society have done a really poor job of defining what equality truly is because mm -hmm. equality does not always mean that you have the same roles. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's just not the case. Like if it was true equality, then, you know, we each carry a baby, but guess what? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Yeah. You know, cause that's not natural. Yeah. So equal wow. that you know, was a like profound quote and I'm going to tweet was, it. Sometimes. That's not that was natural. <laughs> Yeah. So, but you get what I'm trying to mm -hmm. like. I'm making an exaggeration to yeah. try to make a point. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, no, I, I, I agree. It was profound. <laughs> I, I don't think. Well, they Wait, are we I, actually saying this is profound? No, no, I'm, I'm legitimately no, serious. Yeah, I because, was, no, okay, because it, I thought it was a joke. No, no, no because like, it exposes no. something that I think people just over like look over a lot because they yeah. they they're so focused on this idea of you know this egalitarian equality that they forget like we are human beings. We have feminine and masculine bodies that are different there yeah. is going to be differences in the way those those interact as a married couple and as just in society in general so yes we, we can't I mean, and if the, the moment that we try to make them equal in all manners um 
you're basically either all people are going to be females or all people are going to be males and both of those are bad right you're Mm going to treat all people as if they are men or all people as if they are females and that's not going to work um because someone's going to get the short stick (laughs) and not be treated right um and and naturally right like uh, it's going to you're going you're going to deny parts of themselves that is natural and good um but but right like i think what i was kind of getting at there is just you know uh, a lot of a lot of men specifically right uh, as you were saying connor because of our particular culture mindset feel like they have to say oh my my wife is just the the attractive one and i can't believe she decided to marry me and i did that a lot i said that a lot to carly and i'm trying to i've been (laughs) but i'm trying to like attractive (laughs) caleb's attracted to him sometimes it's really funny You, you, come on, Caleb. Fess up, Caleb. Fess up. No, we're not talking about that. I'm just, you know, I'm just kidding. I know. I know. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. keep going. I'm sorry. I totally we made we made jokes. <laughs> um, but but right, like the idea is, um, when I, you know, say something like that to Carly, I'm not actually complimenting her. I'm putting myself down, and it doesn't actually right. help anyone. Um, yeah. I can I can you know say to carly carly you are absolutely gorgeous without saying i'm just this ugly goblin who you are (laughs) dating to marry right because she obviously doesn't think that about me or else why would she be marrying me so why am i trying to convince her of that right it doesn't make any sense you should never encourage your so to treat you badly okay yeah that's essentially what you're doing is is you're saying it's okay for you to treat me badly in order to make yourself feel better that's not the kind of mindset you want going into a marriage even if it seems Uh, cute and then a lot of times it 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 does but but you you know a lot of people just don't understand that's why we have those stories (laughs) right yeah great in our society yeah but but right like it's gonna have negative consequences that you don't want um, yeah. Right. So just, you know, be, be aware mm-hmm. of those sorts of mindsets that can be harmful to what what should be a God honoring and, you know, co-equal in redemption relationship where you each have separate roles, but are valuable human beings in the kingdom of God, you know, saved by the blood of Christ, who have lots of stuff to offer the kingdom as especially when you would combine your powers. Um, so, yeah, a, a couple of things off of that. Um I, I know that uh, uh, Lisa Turkhurst theology in general is not great, but um, uh, her her book you were um, uh, her book um, uninvited, uninvited um, the very first chapter really kind of like well I, I, to be honest I love that book beginning to end there there were some there were some there are a couple of things in there I was like ah she believes that about God that's interesting um, or if she believes that about salvation that's interesting but. Uh, it was it was a lot of really good stuff, um, so I'd recommend the the read, but cautiously. And uh, the very first chapter talks about um, how she found herself degrading herself all the time, and finally somebody asked her like, "Okay, if you called me that, or or, or let's say let's say uh, you know someone called me that, you know, you would be like, how dare you say that, you know, to, to my friend, yourself, yeah. you know, you to my friend kind of a thing." And yet you treat yourself as lesser somehow. And I, and I think it's just the culture of uh, romanticized 
degradation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a false sense of humility. Yeah. Also, right? yes. Yes. Put myself down, then I'm yes. actually humble. Right. And it's like, yes. uh, no, 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 no. That yeah. is not humility. Mm-hmm. And Caleb, you and I can attest to this because we have a lot of that in our D&D group. We, mm. we all have done that yes. at some point, you know, with her, except maybe Emily, but um, Emily's very confident in herself. <laughs> Emily's very confident. In her. I mean, she has she her moments be. though. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but you know, like we've all had to do that and call each other out yeah. on that. And I think that's something important that you should yes. do in your marriage I, also. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love that we do that okay. in, in our group too. Um, I love that we all are cued into that, that, you know, um, we some of us have a tendency to do that in the group, and so we co- try to call each other on that and be like, "Uh, uh-uh, no, you're not allowed to be that that way towards yourself." <laughs> I think the false sense of humility thing is spot on, and I think uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think we've ever done an episode on biblical humility. I don't think we have. And how? So we should definitely do write that it. episode. Sure. Talk <laughs> about Moses being the most humble person ever as he writes that about. <laughs> or you know how, how john is the most beloved disciple of christ yeah yeah, yeah the, uh, the beloved disciple who who uh, outran peter <laughs> yeah um, yeah no uh but uh, uh another thing to add on to that as well is you can you can do the opposite and especially in relationships i think um I, I think of the paul washer quote you know flattery i am not given to flattery it is a grievous sin that does no good to the hearer you know i think i think romance can be a lot like that too is is you don't want to give your especially your spouse uh false compliments Mm -hmm. that's just that's also just like romanticizing good character and or or just instead of actually like giving genuine compliments that that emphasize good character you're just kind of making stuff up and that's (laughs) obviously not helpful at all just in general but also it's it's technically a form of lying yeah well so that's bad too but uh you know i think that's something important to kind of counterbalance what we're talking about here is you know you don't want to be so um complimentary (laughs) Um, (laughs) are lying to your spouse especially in a dating relationship i think that'd be a lot more common and so i think if we're honeymoon phase doing an episode on that you know you definitely want to What's that? A honey, honeymoon, the honeymoon part of any phase of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. we skipped that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody skips the honeymoon phase. If you think you skipped the honeymoon phase, it's because you're still in it. <laughs> we said the same thing when we first got married. We were like, oh yeah, we like totally skipped that because we've been together for like seven years and every all godly people in our lives were just like, uh, you're funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, we definitely did not skip honeymoon phases. But uh, no, anyway. Um, yeah, so I figured that'd be a good thing to talk about to kind of counterbalance mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Of, especially for people who are like getting into a relationship and starting dating and they're not sure how to show uh, good, godly, genuine affection, you know, in appropriate ways since you're not married, you're just dating. You know, what's the appropriate way to, you know, give genuine affection um and so i think compliments can be very damaging to a relationship early on mm-hmm. by just being like you know giving disingenuous compliments so then once the person finally figures out 
Uh, I don't think you actually mean those. That's a huge trust issue you just created. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When that finally gets revealed that your compliments this whole time have been very disingenuine lies. And I think that's, sorry, like this kind of, I, I just wanted to go off what you just said yeah. there, Connor, about trust, about how like that can create, you know, distrust between people. Okay. I think, I mean, I know it's so cliche, like everybody says this, but trust is so, is like so important in a relationship. I think it's one of the, the most important things. And I think one of the lies that our society has created today is that you can't regain trust. That mm. once it's gone, mm. it's gone. Uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. Move on. Yeah. What a so. what a lie. Like if that were true, we would not be together. Yeah. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just it's it boggles my mind when I hear students say, my friend lost my trust, so I'm not friends with them anymore. And I'm like what like uh, uh, and and i think people people do that because it's easier right it's easier to it's then it's easier to just cut and run in any sort of relationship than it is to actually do the messy hard work of rebuilding uh, trust and confronting you know maybe maybe one of you has legitimate sin that you need to confront and that's the reason that's, this yeah. happened right and and maybe you're cutting and running because you don't want to have to deal with the fact that maybe you're the actual person here who needs to you know yeah, yeah the only a- the only situation i tend to like be a little bit more um lenient like, lenient on is abuse yeah like phys- especially mm-hmm. physical abuse and then like chronic cheaters right. if it's like mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah those are like the only there's two a, situations. Yeah, obviously, obviously there's, there's a pattern yes, there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and that's really the key. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of going off what what you said as well, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, something that uh, I've kind of, I kind of feel like I've known, but hadn't had like known subconsciously, but now I like understand consciously how to express it. Um, so I was talking with uh, um, uh, Megan. The other day, we were talking about the show Call the Midwife, ah, yeah. and I was talking mm-hmm. about my favorite episode of that being the episode where there's this old veteran guy that the main character is taking care of, and then the other story is this um, uh, couple that this the, the woman is pregnant, and she's a she had an affair, and she's afraid that the baby is going to come out African American. And she's and terrified gonna be exposed, basically that she's going to be exposed and that the uh, husband is going to leave her because Such she's a good been episode. so rude and mean to him. And uh, he's just been so nice. And so she's like, it's going to be the cherry on top. He's going to leave me with a child. And um, at the end of the episode, um, the baby comes out black and the dad is like, like everybody, everybody kind of looks at the dad as the dad, like, you know, is like realizing this, like in the moment. And uh, he's like, can I hold the baby? And I mm-hmm. quite literally in the episode, I'm like, is he going to kill the baby? Like, what is going to happen? I was terrified. <laughs> but he just, he just said he looks beautiful. And then uh, like, she like, the mom starts crying and it's like, oh, you know, everything's fine. And, but then at the, at the end of the episode, they kind of give like some narration and the, and the um, uh, main character is like, yeah, it's, it, um, seemed like the dad never even had to ask her about it. And, and he just, you know, acted as if it never happened. And Megan and I were talking about that. I was like, Oh, I love that episode. And you know, it's just, it's just such a good picture of forgiveness. And she was like, no, that really bothered me because that's not a picture of forgiveness mm. because they just didn't talk about the conflict. Mm-hmm. They pretended yeah. right. it didn't happen. 
And so I think that's, um, you know, something really important to address, especially with relationships is if you want to do the whole forgive and forget thing, that means you actually have to deal with the issue first. And if you don't deal with the issue and you try to pretend like it didn't bother you or that you don't need to talk through the issue, you're kidding yourself because there's no way that Mm -hmm. tension and conflict is going to disappear because you pretend hard enough. You yeah. know, especially it's if like the time thing. heals all wounds. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> not automatically, like no. not, o- not only time. Well, because you know what that situation is going to look like in that TV show is in seven years when they get in an argument, he's going to accidentally slip in front of the kid. Well, I ain't that boy's daddy or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, yeah. And mm-hmm. that it's going to blow up. Like, that's yeah. just, right. And that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Which will eventually resurface, yeah. and that th- those those imaginary seams will tear, and there will be issues. Or, or let's say the the woman has an affair again because the the dad didn't take it seriously enough to be like, "Yo, we need to talk through this. Like, why did this happen? Yeah, yeah. let's let's confront this issue and talk through this. You know, uh, there mm-hmm. there can be no reconciliation if you don't actually deal with the conflict. You know, you you can't just continue with a relationship if you're like. You know, let's just pretend this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, realistically, it doesn't work, and, and biblically, it shouldn't work like that. You you should never try to sweep sin under the rug for the sake of fake unity. You, you want to deal with those mm-hmm. issues, and and that applies to even you know church discipline as well. And I would say every aspect of life, you know, parenting, all those types of things. But I'd say especially for a husband and a wife, you need to practice that. Of if if your your spouse sins against you or you know you're in a dating relationship and and uh there's something that is wrong you need to actually talk about that and work through that um and especially if you're in a dating relationship and there's sin you do not want to go into marriage thinking in the back of your mind oh what if he does this again because mm-hmm. i didn't tell him this was wrong or i i didn't you know address this in any way shape or form you know so i think that's very important Absolutely. Well, anywhere we want, anywhere we want to bounce off of that, or do we want to start wrapping up, or what are we thinking? I was just saying that was solid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was great. I love having this. Is a great discussion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Communication is key, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've said that a lot. <laughs> Most, mostly as like a, this is what you say, but <laughs> and like in a joking manner, but but no, it, it's it's true, you know. Yeah. Um, talking talking through things that, that's something I, that we've always had go ahead no you can finish but then, well, yeah. that's that's something we've always done with each other and said to each other that we really prize and value with each other is that you know when there is conflict we can't function unless we talk it out yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll both be so stressed out about the fact that there's tension yeah. and we're so that's, sad that's, me. Or, that's carly that. that's very much carly non-function yeah all. so like w- w- and i really appreciate that, that we never put those types of conversations off unless the person like needs to think things through or needs to calm down or like legitimately doesn't know why they just did what they did you know me why i'm like i don't know why i'm upset but i'm upset (laughs) honestly i think that's really really important because so i went back when i was you know living with my parents and deep in the throes of a you know beginning adulthood rebellion right like that was something i legit had to deal with no i I know seriously um but that's something i really had to deal with was um was anger and specifically not walking away from conversations that i needed to walk away from right i just continued to keep talking when i really needed to stop 
talking, right? And sometimes that is the answer um, is to, especially when anger is involved because anger makes you crazy and you don't think yeah. things through. So just, just stop. Like literally, even if like, and especially if also if the other person is angry, like sometimes you have to be the person to say, listen, we can't talk about this right now because you're not, you're not in your right mind. I'm probably not in my right mind. We need to stop talking, reconvene at a different time and have this conversation. Um, and I think it's really important because otherwise you can just dig a hole so far deep that it's going to take a long yeah. time to dig out of it. Not to expose you, Caleb, but I, I, I laughed because I, 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 I thought about times when I've been like, Caleb, why are you still speaking? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor, Connor was witness to all of this. Go cool down. I don't. <laughs> and, I, and I learned. I learned how to do that. Like, I legitimately yeah. did. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think of the song uh, Forgive and Forget by Waverly. Hmm. Um, of the the them talking one of the lines being um uh like stepping away from the issue coming coming away from the issue we find that neither side meant any word of it mm. any 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 word of mm. the arguments mm -hmm. um I, I don't remember exactly how it starts i should actually look up the lyrics to get the exact quote here but um I, I, that always that always hit me hard because you know for some bands especially for Waverly I can never really understand them as I'm listening to <laughs> yeah. them and then uh, when I figure out they or just, like I hear it differently that one yep, time or yep. look up the lyrics yep. and I'm like oh wow that's that's really good and that's kind of happened with me with Forgive and Forget um, oh maybe it's not Forgive and Forget good thing I looked this up <laughs> it's not that song. I wonder which one it is. One of the Waverly songs. That's a good band. Yeah, it's one of the Waverly songs. I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking about before this? Uh, we were talking about uh, getting angry and cooling off before conversations. And... Communication is key. Communication, Communication is key. Vicky's <laughs> like, I got nothing. Sorry. No, it's okay. Carl, do you have any uh, additions, thoughts based on anything we've um... talked about? Anything that's happened recently in our relationship you want to expose? <laughs> <laughs> this is the time to put it all out there. I want the, Get juicy, it out there. the juicy, juicy details. Beats. Let's hear it. Yeah. Because, I mean, Carly and I had like our, what we I consider our first kind of fight. Um, it lasted like, like a minute. And it, it lasted to be that's what, yeah. about a minute. Um, but like, it was the first time where I was like, oh no. I did something really wrong and I hurt Carly. And that was like such a weird moment for me because that's never really happened before. Like, obviously it's not, you know, it's not like we're perfect and we don't annoy yeah. each other sometimes, but like, it was like legitimate, like, Oh, Oh crap. Um, mm -hmm. And I had a moment where basically like I, I wasn't, you know, following up on something I'd said I would do. And it really bothered Carly because this has been a pattern. And then, uh, she just said that because I was I made an excuse and then she just like you know Caleb you said you would do this and you lied like you 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 said you were going to do this she didn't she didn't say it exactly That's like so that sad. But, um, <laughs> so, but but then but then I looked at her and I was like yes. I was like oh like literally like instant change mm -hmm. of because I was just defensive and like no, like yeah hey, listen it's you know but instantly I was just like oh nope you're totally right absolutely I'm really sorry yes. I should not have done that. Um, and sometimes you just need to say that sort of thing, right? You just need to be like, hey, you hurt me. Stop it. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was that was where I had gone wrong. And that was that I had waited too long to say anything. Yeah. 
And so it had upset me more than it should have because I should have said something way sooner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we both learned a very valuable lesson. Band-aid off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I always tell people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's uh, that's good to learn. Like, yeah, for sure. And then I think something to just tack on to that is Mm -hmm. like when someone's apologizing and like they're admitting to be wrong. That's not the time to dump it into more stuff. Like, yes. oh, you should be apologizing for this also. Because yep. <laughs> I've seen people do that. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, that's not the issue at hand. Like, you should just yeah. be a separate discussion. Like, yeah, the, that's what happens. They hold on to too yep. many things yep. and it just comes off. And I feel like with Connor and I, Connor will like apologize and say sorry for something. And it's like, okay, I'm like, that's okay. I forgive you. And then he'll like still feel so bad about it and keep apologizing. And I'm like, you have nothing to apologize for. <laughs> like, oh, it's over. Yeah. And he yeah. just, and it's just like, he's like, you're right. And it's like, there's like gotta be that like shift of like, like, I don't know, like acceptance or like, yeah. how would you? I, yeah, I, I'm always wary because I think the term you got to forgive yourself is so counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah. It has such a bad anti-biblical connotation to it. Um, but yeah, it, accepting this is what happened. And I think I think it's really, it, it, it kind of goes back to the, um, the false sense of humility thing. Yeah. You know? degradation is not helpful mm-hmm. and so uh dwelling on on sin is not helpful um if you if you if you know you've repented and you're forgiven for this and i think um more than anything how i've kind of described it in the past is you know if, if you're holding yourself accountable to sin that either the um the victim of the sin or god um, is not holding it against you, then you're likewise taking the power of forgiveness into your own hands. When God has said he's forgiven you or the victim has said, I've forgiven you, um, you're, you're trying to hold yourself back for whatever sick reason of, of just letting that go. Because I don't want to use the term forgive yourself because, you know, just, just forgive yourself of your sin. You don't need to <laughs> feel guilty. You know, because that's usually what it is, is, you know, pe- people trying to not feel guilty about sin but uh feeling guilty of sin after you've repented of it is more just not trusting the person who forgave you yeah Mm -hmm. and that should be insulting to uh, the victim and it certainly is insulting to god yeah when god says you've repented of this i've forgiven you it not in uh, obviously we're talking (laughs) god has come and spoken a word to me obviously we're talking about you know (laughs) scripture says Mm -hmm. you confess um, your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you. So, um, you know, first John. So if, if, if you're looking at that passage, you know, that passage and you're thinking I'm holding myself down with my sin. I'm still beating myself up about it. And yet, you know, God has forgiven you. Then it's really just a lack of faith in God. You're, you're not trusting God in his promises. He has said, I have forgiven you because you've repented. You've, con- you've confessed this sin. Obviously if you're a Christian you're my child. I'm not holding this against you. Jesus paid your fine. So, um, still holding yourself down with that sin is, is an atrocious offense to the forgiver. And I think that's the best way of describing it, especially for a, a spouse relationship, you know, and, and it's funny because I'm the main perpetrator of this, but I do it sometimes right too. Well, or... you do it sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just feel so bad about something and I like, can't get over it. And I'll like just, and, and I guess in, Connor's in always mind, been like this. 
I'm trying to show sympathy, I guess, in my mind. And it just comes out as, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But I just, you know, I just need to trust that, okay, Mickey is saying she forgives me. She's not holding it against me. So why am I doing this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Self-destruction. Yeah. One thing to just briefly go off of just because we were talking about forgiveness is uh, it's also just important. This is something that I, it's also obviously useful in any relationship, but it's, you know, since we're talking about it, might as well bring it up. Um, The, just the, the whole idea of when someone has done something wrong against you and they come and say, I am sorry, do not say it's okay. Right. You, Mm -hmm. you say, I accept Mm -hmm. your apology. I forgive you because saying it's okay means you didn't do anything wrong. Even if that's not what you mean, that's what you're getting across to them (laughs) when you, when you do that, right? You're saying (laughs) Carly Carly Felix. I say that a lot. I I did that too. I do too. I do that too. I just did it when I gave the example. Exactly. I think because that's, because that's the natural response that we've been raised to do. Exactly. I do that all the time with him. I'm like, it's okay. But because what I'm trying to say, right, is that I'm not hurt. Yeah. Like I'm like, what I'm really trying to say is, I'm okay. We're okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but saying when it comes it's to, but okay. I, I re, but right, yeah. when saying it's okay, you're saying what you did is okay. So I yeah. totally get that. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, yeah. maybe some, I think that's a good conviction for, for us and for mm-hmm. I think just. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's not like we're, any of us are trying necessarily to, to, to yeah. mean that, but it's just important. Mm-hmm. I think to, to get what's actually happening when someone is, asking for forgiveness and and what you should do in response what's actually transferring it is they're offering a legitimate apology for something they legitimately did wrong to you and you are mm-hmm. offering legitimate forgiveness for a legitimate wrong right that mm-hmm. if at any point any of the, the wrong gets invalidated then true reconciliation can't be possible because why are we even having this conversation then, right? Like, it, you know, why is there forgiveness necessary? There isn't. There wasn't anything wrong. And now the tension builds again. Not necessarily. And I, yeah, but. Yeah. And I think something like we've found to be helpful too, or something that like, like whatever, but like to say specifically like what you're sorry for. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I'm sorry for this. And then it makes it really easy for the person to then forgive you for said specific thing. Yeah, right. If it's just a general thing of like, like i'm well, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah i'm sorry or yeah. like even just like i'm sorry i'm like i'm sorry your feelings are hurt it's like <laughs> i'm sorry that like th- whatever i did like x thing like hurt right. you yeah and just, just a, a thing of that uh, pastor Aaron uh talked to us about you know along those that same uh vein was you know if, if you just say i'm sorry it doesn't have as much of a, a effect on it as it as it does to say, like, honey, I've sinned against you. I did this thing, and that was sin, and that was wrong, and so I'm repenting of that before you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that language kind of helps make things specific mm-hmm. and less um, uh, watered down with cliche mm-hmm. by just saying I'm Started sorry. to dismiss by it's okay too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then 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 instead of you know, well, it's okay. It's like, no, it's not okay. I'm not here. So the, 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 phrase needs bad. Yes. <laughs> the phrase needs to be there. I forgive you. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really good lesson with the gospel too, is, you know, God does not say, well, your sin is okay now, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, 
as I was listening to actually that Paul Warsha sermon with the Kim Possible ringtone um, <laughs> that I was talking about earlier, uh, one of the things he said was um, when the Romans 3 talks about justified, um, you know, a lot of pastors like to say, just as if I never sinned. And that's what justified means. Mm. It's like, oh, it's just <laughs> sin. Justified means that it's, it's a legal term. You know, mm. God paid your fine. Jesus paid your fine on the cross. And so God can declare you not guilty, even though you are guilty, you're not paying the, the penalty for your sin. And I think that's an important lesson, not only for relationships, but also for the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. God yeah. does not just say, well, I forgive you. It's okay now. It's, it's no, Jesus paid the fine. So I can be merciful to you because uh, your righteousness does not come from you, but it comes mm-hmm. from Christ. And so it, it, it makes God a lot less of just a random nice genie who decided to be nice to you and more into the God of his law and a God of order that has things in place. What do you mean God's not just a genie? I can't just like rub my little lamp and say, Jesus, I want this. I want a new car. Give me a new car, please. Yep. yep, exactly. Careful, careful headphones. <laughs> Rip headphones. You made him laugh too hard. <laughs> Sorry. It, that was one of the first things I actually um, gave a sermon about in the youth group ever. I remember at New Hope back when mm-hmm. I was in high school, they, they let seniors lead every now and then. And that was actually the first sermon I ever gave was about how God's not a genie. <laughs> He's not. True. Uh, genies are genies. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, I did actually find this. Thanks. Thanks, babe. (laughs) I mean, I've met multiple genies. They're usually very nice women. But I, I did actually find the, the Waverly song we were talking about like an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, The song title was stay with me. Mm. Oh, uh, the, the lyrics are, um, that I was trying to reference but failed was um, we find um, in slowing down the words that steer the argument, we find that neither side meant any word of it. And when I, once I finally like heard that line, I was like, Oh wow, this is way better than I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. He was like trying to find the lyrics and he just types in Waverly lyrics. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that, that'll help. Couldn't figure out which song it was from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in your words and my words, let's take them back. There's no sense of pretending we didn't get off track. Turning over stones and finding serpents lying <laughs> under, never solving problems, leaving everything asunder. Oh, good band. That sounds really good. Very profound. Good band. Good band. Yeah, because that's literally something we, you know, we address. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. We should have just we should have just played this song mm-hmm. and had a four minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> then Caleb would have gotten ki- copyrighted. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 down. <laughs> well, cool. That was a very fun episode. I'm really glad yeah. we got to do it. Lots of good conversation. Um, this is a Christian artist. You can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian artist show or at our website at Christian artist show.com. You can also find if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Caleb empowers and give me money. Also, of course, <laughs> Alyssa and Ryan have their podcast mm-hmm. relationship 
podcast. You should check it out. I have to admit, I've only listened to a little bit of the podcast, but... it's okay. I've only listened to like one episode Ex- of the Christian exactly. artist. Yeah. Right. I, I felt like that was it was okay yeah. because we. But I, it's okay. I want to listen I to for, more of your. Episodes no, though. it's not okay. I forgive <laughs> you, you Kayla. Well, I forgive you too. Alyssa. I forgive you too. Uh, no, come check us out. Um, we're on mm. all major uh, podcast platforms: Google. SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Play, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify all that mm-hmm, jazz. Mm-hmm. Come, come check us. Out. Yeah, yeah. You guys run jazz too. I think. So. I think so. All right, that was that was. A- <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we're on that random one that Caleb listens to. Like, what's that random app that you? Oh, podcast addict. Podcast addict. Podcast yeah. addict. Well, we are I mean, on there. Yeah, yeah, podcast addict is like. From, yeah, it pulls its feet it, from like, iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. You know, I, I I really enjoyed this this conversation as well, and and I I appreciate you, Alyssa and Ryan, and uh, it's very nice to kind of officially meet you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so great because I mean we follow each other on Facebook and Instagram, which is so weird. Like when you think about it, right? Because we've never actually had a conversation. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> but I love it though. I love that you know, like I'm connected to people that we're connected to people, mm-hmm. you know, all over. Um, the United States um, who, you know, also share the same vision of us. Of, we just want to create, um, we want to have a godly marriage, have godly relationships and ultimately uh, show people and preach to people uh, how to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, I think that's really cool. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to put in the show notes for this episode, uh, link to their podcast. So you can check them out. Ditto. Thanks, thanks. Uh, yeah, this is, again, dual episode, so you'll hear this on the uh, um, on the relationship podcast too, which means I kind of like hosted sort of your <laughs> podcast. Like, it's took fine. It's all good. Less work for me. So. Yeah, I figure. I figure. That's just usually the role I take. I don't usually say a whole lot myself. I'm usually just the person like trying to get other people to talk so. what well, connor what are your thoughts on that yeah literally classic caleb <laughs> carly any thoughts <laughs> exactly well i just want to make sure everybody uh but yeah there you go this has been our episode thanks for watching guys thanks for listening have a great week Adios. bye Peace out.